0: It's always exciting to watch the rise of new, young, up-and-coming artists, and in recent years we've had some incredibly talented names hit the music world who show no signs of stopping and continue to top the charts. With Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, and, more recently, Olivia Rodrigo, to name a few, the new generation of artists are showing that there's still more than enough room for creativity and originality in a world that often seems washed out by the same acts over and over again. And, most importantly, there's an ever-growing audience hungry for something they can relate to. And the latest name to take the music world by Storm is 17 year old Gail.
1: Forget you, any mom, any sister, any job, any broke down car, and the things you call.
0: The singer-songwriter is originally from Dallas, Texas, where, as a child, she gained an interest in music that seemed far beyond her years and not typical to the genres you'd expect a seven-year-old girl to be interested in, with names like Aretha Franklin and jazz vocalist Ella Fitzgerald becoming early inspirations. At the age of 14, the aspiring musician was taken under the wings of songwriter Cara Diagardi, who you may know from her spot as a judge on American Idol or some of the hits that she's helped write for names like Celine Dion and Christina Aguilera. Gail spent the years since then growing as an artist and relocating to Nashville to Tennessee, where a world shut down by a global pandemic has given her the opportunity to create songs and make a name for herself. She first caught the eyes and ears of Minnie with her track, Dumbass, that dropped in early
1: 2020.
0: In the same year, she released Orange Peel. happy for you.
1: I know I'm better being someone you love, but I feel better being someone you want. I know I you this love, because I'm happy for you, but I'm sad for us.
0: The tracks showcase an impressive amount of musical diversity and lyrical vulnerability, especially coming from someone who is so young. And as with many teenagers, Gail is an avid poster on TikTok, where she has over 800,000 followers and her hit single ABCDEFU is now the most popular song on the social media app that has unexpectedly become the make or break place for new music. Written with her longtime friend and frequent collaborator Sarah Davis, as well as David Pittinger, the bold angsty breakup song based around her own experience released this past August. And traction was initially steady, but slow when compared to where it is now, because over the past few months, the song has simply blown up and it really began to take off while she was on her first ever tour with Winnetka Bowling League across the US this past November and December. And today it seems like you can't turn on the radio without hearing it. It's been topping numerous charts, including grabbing the number one spot on Spotify's top songs globally, it has now spent over five weeks on the Billboard Hot 100s, and she just recently performed it on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Making her TV debut, performing her global hit, ABCDEFU. Give it up
1: for Gail! I was
0: So don't underestimate the power of a girl who's got stories to tell because Gail has proven that while still a teenager, she can write songs that people of all ages around the world can relate to and ABCDEFU has truly become the official breakup track to many and it seems like it has also reshaped how we'll view the alphabet for the rest of time. Now signed to Atlantic Records, the same label as her idol Aretha Franklin, this is just the beginning of what is sure to be an awesome career for the latest young talent to unexpectedly hit the music world full force. My name is Nick Major, this is The Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they are famous for And my guest today is Gail Okay, I figured that the, the best way to break the ice for this lovely conversation I wanted to introduce you to Frankenstein So this is, uh, this is my, my dog Frankie I, I've come to find that we are both dog lovers, I believe Is that correct? We are You have a little dog Was, Is that dog that I saw in your pocket your dog?
1: I wish it was my dog. It was actually my manager's sister's dog. Funny enough. I have a golden retriever Mutt and her name is Simba and she is the cutest thing in the world. Like she is like the sweetest thing. She's a maniac. She only likes the people who got her because we rescued her when she was like three and we've had her for like two or three years for by now and so like she's just she's like a cuddly dog she's like a mid-sized dog and so she just like cuddles with everybody and gives them lots of love and yeah
0: and you just uh wrapped up your first tour right
1: i did i did so
0: so first off how was it being away from the dog i imagine that might be the worst part of being on tour
1: yeah, that was the nice thing about the tiny little puppy that was in my pocket is because I got to see this dog when I was like on tour. And then Um, Winneka, actually the sound guy who was with them, toured with his dog. That's like less than a year old puppy.
0: That's so good. So what? How was it? First tour? It's oh, done. You, you it? The world's opening up. Hit me. Hit me with what, what this whole thing was like.
1: Oh my gosh. So basically I lived in, well, okay. I was in a van for basically like almost every day. Um, so we'd kind of like, it kind of depends. We first started off in the West coast and so started out in like the Colorado and then we went to Salt Lake city, Utah. And then we went to the details get a little fuzzy. So that it's like, we went to Seattle in that trip. And then we also went to LA and then we went to Arizona and then we went to San Diego And I think that's all that I'm remembering. There might be one place that I forgot. And like, basically, like my, oh, I went to Idaho one night because there's times where we need to like, we drive like three hours after show. So we'd get to a hotel at like 3 a.m. We'd wake up and like drive five hours later in the day. Then I'd do a show, maybe spend the night, wake up, drive six hours. You know, it's just kind of whatever we had planned schedule wise. Um, Yeah. There's one day. We were in Idaho, and I gotta say, I f- with Idaho. I was only Ooh. there for like 12 hours, but
0: okay. Like,
1: it was a great time. I had uh, parkins, and um, I talked to one person there, and like it was a good vibe. I went to a gas station that had like a potato themed section, and it really made okay, me. Okay, I'm
0: going to Idaho. It's settled. Okay. I'm officially gonna be going cool. to Idaho. So, so, what was this potato themed section all about?
1: It had um, potato, like, everything to cook, like, it was a cookbook with potatoes, there's a lot of that. They had playing cards that were, like, potato recipes on them. There's also, like, I definitely bought those pack of cards. (laughs) <laughs> it was just like all the things you could do with potatoes and you, it's like a playing game. Like you can like play poker or whatever with it. Like one side has like the night or whatever. And then it's like a recipe of potatoes.
0: And I will say, I, I, I have a feeling we both love dogs. And I think we both love food based off of, I, yeah, if you scroll through your socials, there's so much food. And yeah, you, you have like a chart topping song right now, whatever, big deal. But the, the, I think the most impressive thing that you have ever done in your life, if it if it was true, was you ate... Four cheesesteaks in oh, one day.
1: I, I eat more than four cheesesteaks. Yo, I haven't been able to tell anybody. What? Okay.
0: How? Go. Tell me. How do you do this? How do I make the room in my stomach to make this happen? Because I am impressed.
1: Here's what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass going to give you the breakdown of the day that I had. Play so by play. Let's go. This was a week where it was like the most hectic week I ever had on tour. Let's just say I went to New York three times in one week. And at one point, I literally went. To New York, D.C., Chicago, to New York. To Chicago to New York was a 15-hour drive. So, and then I went to New York, back to Philly. And I was in Philly for a couple days. And, like, I was so tired. And I got one day off. So, I slept in. And when I slept in, I woke up. And I was like, it's like 10 a.m. I still want to get more sleep. Then I look at my phone and it's 1.30 p.m. And I was like... Oh. Woo! And so like I lay in bed for like thirty minutes. It's two PM. I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get a cheesesteak. And so I did the like um Oh, what is it? It's like the two biggest like cheesesteak like competitors. It's like, do you like this one or this one? I forget their names. Ooh, I'm
0: But either way, it was time to compete to see which was gonna come out on top.
1: So, first of all, it was my first cheesesteak ever. That's also maybe why I was able to eat. You've never
0: that's okay, that's one of my favorite sandwiches of all time. I I thought we were about to, like, bond over the fact that we love cheesesteaks, but yeah, that was your first one. So you do now. You do now. I
1: love cheesesteaks, but what happened was I got handed a cheesesteak. I ate it, and I was like, this is really good. And then I ate the whole thing. and then, But it, I ate it, and, like, I timed myself. It was funny enough. I remember looking down before I ate it, and it was 4.20, and I laughed. I was like,
0: ha-ha. <laughs> Naturally. What better time than to stuff your face with unbelievably unhealthy amounts of food?
1: But then it was 4.25, and I finished my sandwich, and I was like... Huh, huh. And so then I walked across the street, ordered another Philly cheesesteak, ate that. Also, within like 10 minutes, I go back to the hotel, I sleep for a little bit, we get another one, we go to a different place, and I get one with provolone and whiz.
0: Changing it up a bit?
1: And then I eat both of those, and then we get insomnia cookies afterwards. And the person I'm with is gluten free, so she got her pack of gluten free cookies, and then I ate the whole box. Of, of the cookies Like I ate all of them We get back to the hotel I eat a Klondike bar Cause it's been a I remember like I was like It's been a couple months Since I had a Klondike bar And so then I ate one Cause I was like Why not And then I got Mike and Ike's And I ate a lot of Mike and Ike's We had a couple Oreos I ate a few Oreos Like I also had um, Pints of Ben and Jerry's Ice cream In the freezer So I also ate Some of that
0: I love your diet routine I think it's Incredible <laughs>
1: ridiculous i ate so much food that day i I was just like you know what four cheese steaks a box of cookies a pint of ice cream it's fine i had a klondike bar and i still ate more ice cream i don't know (laughs) how
0: me neither i'm i'm shocked but i'm impressed and also you're talking about going to new york by the way congrats on that spotify billboard that was like on the entire building how sick is that to see that that? what was that like
1: it was wild. That's literally why I drove 15 hours from Chicago to New oh, York. worth it. Because I found out about it. And I also found out it was going to only be up for, like, 24 hours. Fun fact, it ended up actually being on longer, which was, like, amazing. I was like, that's fun. Awesome. But, um, yeah, we literally... I was in Chicago. I did my show with Winneka. And it was, like, the second to last show. And then most of the time, I, like, stay and meet people and talk to people and all that. But I had to leave. And so, like, I literally... We go... We drive five hours, and so we get to the hotel at 5.30 a.m., and then we get to the hotel, we sleep, we wake up in the morning, and then we drive the rest, and then we go to Jersey. And then we, like, catch a train, go to Penn Station, get the best slices of pizza ever. Like, it was mm. so... Got the Penn Station pizza.
0: I'm here for your food adventures. This is oh. now the main reason I care to follow you. Is the thing, your... uh,
1: Yeah, the thing I love about touring is eating the foods that, like, the places are, like, notorious for. Like, going to Philly, having a Philly cheesesteak, going to Boston, having a Boston cannoli, even going to Idaho and having potatoes in Idaho genuinely brought me joy.
0: Okay, I gotta talk about this song you put out uh it's called a b c d e f u and dude it's so cool so i'm out here in los angeles and like i don't know what it must be like to just have a song on the radio all the time but you have that now like yesterday i was driving to work it came on last night i was hanging out with some friends it came on while we were listening to the radio and i was like hold up everybody I'm interviewing her tomorrow. No big deal. Let's respect the art. And they were all like, Nick, we know this song. We, we've all heard this song. It's, it's everywhere. And I was like, okay, yeah, but but still. So what has that been like? Because it it's so wild. It came out like back in August. Mm-hmm. And just over the past few weeks, it's just been growing and growing and growing. You have multiple versions of this song out. You did one with Ryan from Royal and the Serpent, who I adore. I was like, that is so sick. But what has this journey been like to this song? It's just like topping all the charts during this lovely holiday season
1: you call honestly i've been yet i've yet to have the time to emotionally process all of it like yeah especially being on tour like it started kind of doing well on tour and that's like really the start of it when i just really like up leveled a little bit and i even still feel uncomfortable saying it's up leveled, like even just acknowledging the fact that the song can maybe be considered successful like i still can't say the word hit next to my song i can't say the word viral next to my song like i just can't <laughs> accept it or anything yet I'm like, you no, can oh sure. yes do it no like i don't even think i could be like my song went viral like no no <laughs> like, i can't say that like that's weird like no um but, but like i it's i mean obviously like without being able to emotionally process it, I can't help but feel, like, grateful. You know, like, I can't, I can't make anybody listen to my song. I can, like, put it in front of their face as much as I want, and say, here, click this, look at this, look at this, but, like, I can't make them listen to it, and I, even more specifically, I can't make people like my song, you know, and so the fact that that has the possibility of, like, people liking my song really, like, means the world and like the whole point of abc for me truly is like i wanted to give people a safe space to be angry because i needed that and i didn't necessarily have that and so because of that it really like affected me in the long run in negative ways and i think now it really is affecting me in positive ways now i've like learned my lessons and all that um but i just wanted to give people space for them to process their emotions and be angry and like the fact that like abc can possibly be that for people just like means the world to me like that's everything i ever wanted for that song and that's happening and that's just crazy Mm -hmm.
0: it's like it's like the official fu anthem now and i just i love that because i feel like so many people have been able to relate to it and from what i've seen you say it's just really cool that you finally decided the writing approach of this from a breakup that you went through that we've all been there before. And you finally kind of were able to take a step back at the reality of the situation, put it down into words. And I always feel like the best form of success or of, of uh, like revenge, they say is success. How does it feel like after coming out of a relationship to then you put out a song that is currently as we speak, just blowing up, up and what an fu that is to said person in the song who uh, inspired you to write this.
1: It's like one of those things where I know that he could. I think it honestly, genuinely, is impossible for him to be happy for me. And like. Yeah. He, I I honestly, I wouldn't know. We haven't talked to each other. We haven't reached out. I don't even know if he knows it's about him. He may or may not, you know. But, like... Maybe. Yeah, probably, maybe. But, like, um, the biggest thing is, like, I know that he could, like, never be happy. And he probably would just shit-talk the song and say that it isn't great. And, like, you know, none of this was never to have my revenge on him. Or, like, this yeah. wasn't, like... Revenge fantasy, and I never really thought. And even though the song is like about him, I never thought about him when releasing it. You know, Mm -hmm. I cared, sorry, this came out of nowhere. I could care less if he's heard it or not because that wasn't about him. It was about me taking ownership of my feelings and the things that he did and holding him accountable for his actions. But none of that was to like for him, it was all for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, none of it is like rooted in this place of like, I finally have my success. Because I could prove him wrong. Because even if I was a billionaire and could fly and had a unicorn horn or something crazy awesome like that, he still would never say he's proud of me or happy for me or my accomplishments, you know? And so, like that.
0: None of that matters, I guess, which is the way that you look at it. And. Now that you kind of have like so many more eyes on you and I don't know if it's more pressure for you or not, but it seems like you're pretty confident in yourself and not letting negative things affect you in a bad way or uh, maybe even positive things affect you too much in a way. But how is it being in in this world now where so many people are going to be potentially uh, scrutinizing you, praising you, everything in between? Is that intimidating?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean also like I can definitely I've I've heard the phrase like I'm a confident person but I'm also like insecure as s***. Like, I'm a seven year old girl. Like I'm there's time Which is
0: crazy, like, you are a baby.
1: Like Jeez. yeah, like I am I'm am not gonna be the same person I am when I'm thirty or when I'm twenty five or probably when I'm twenty two and like I'm gonna be constantly growing and changing as a person and like my biggest goal for myself and like is just to not stop growing as a person, like not And the biggest lesson that I've learned just in my life is to not let anybody others, anybody else's opinion or actions like affect you as a person and like what you want to do and what makes you happy. And so those are just like the goals I try and like tell myself of like, okay, this person might hate this, but like, what do you want? What do you want to do? What do you like? What brings you joy? You know, like, what do you want to inspire in other people? And how can you maybe do that? You know and obviously it is so much easier to say that than to do that and it's so much and like there's so many people on the internet who have nothing better than do other than to twist your words and make you seem like a terrible person or take this thing that you love to do in this world and make you feel like shit about it you know and there's nothing you can do because those people literally have nothing better to do and so they will be there for you constantly they will mm-hmm. always there and those types of people will always be there but for me personally i just try and focus on the people that like the point of me making music and the point of me releasing music because yeah i just say you to my ex sure but also like it's more than that it's about owning your emotions and allowing yourself to feel angry because i didn't know that like i was holding so much back and i didn't know holding back my anger would make me angrier in the long run. And it's different for other people. You know, everybody has their own personal feelings and different experiences and relationships. But if I can, like, help one person just let themselves feel and let themselves feel angry and, like, process their emotions, like, I've done what I need to do in this world, you know? That's all I'm trying to do is, like, make people more comfortable with themselves and also just, like, make music and yeah i'm just trying to slowly maybe try and make the world a more open and accepting place and i don't think it's just me that's trying to do that too i'm very excited to see within the next five to ten years the progress and change that we're going to make as a society you know Mm -hmm. a lot of people are trying to push us a lot of people are trying to push us back but also a lot of people are trying to push forward at the same time and i think if we all just listen and try and push for change. Something can actually like amazing can happen. So,
0: yeah. And I, I think it's great that you've found that a great release for you is through writing the lyrics of stuff you're going through rather than bottling it up or holding it in. You're just kind of being blunt about stuff, putting it out there in a way that resonates with people and, that's awesome. And you, we, we said that you're 17, so you are so little. But I see you somehow finangled your way into getting a tattoo, Missy. What is going on here? You you, you got the ink on the arm. You're a tatted up girl. I think you got it out here in L.A. What, what What's the tat first off?
1: Okay, so this one, it's, this is like, okay. So when you like, I'm trying to figure out a way to show you without also showing my messy room. So like, <laughs> if you go this way, it's like a frowny face. But if you go this way, it's a smiley face.
0: It oh, true. Very true. And did, was there a second tattoo on your arm now?
1: There is. There is.
0: She's lost it. She's going crazy.
1: She is getting a sleeve one day. That's the goal I'm working for. But this is um an orange slice. But one thing I really like about this is that you don't know if it's an orange, lemon, or lime slice. And I'm trying to like create a personal like pro like a psychology profile for what every person thinks. Like, I just wanna know if there's like consistencies in people's personalities if they think it's a lime. If there's <laughs> consistencies in people's personalities if they think it's a lemon. Or if it's an orange. Like I just wanna know if there's like any similarities or if it's just super <laughs> random.
0: Well based off of your song catalogs, I'd assume it's an orange peel.
1: But <laughs>
0: that that would just be me. But I'll, I'm also I'm working on a sleeve myself that I just oh my started. God, in. It looks
1: so good. <gasps> I started
0: it in October and I'm finishing it next week. But uh, I feel you because tattoos are awesome. So we're going to be tatted up. We're going to be looking great. And um, 2022 is coming up. It's a fresh year where you've hit 2021. And even 2020, you started putting out a bunch of great songs that started taking off more and more until we're here now. What do you got planned for the new year?
1: Um, If I get my shit together, I'm going to release a song next month.
0: Oh, and I believe I read it's a love song with some profanity in the title. Is that correct?
1: That's originally what it was, but then I changed my mind. Oh,
0: and there's a song called Change My Mind. No, it's
1: not. I wish. Uh, Um, (laughs) Wait, no, I like that, though. Change My Mind. Anyways. um,
0: We're going to save that for a future song, guys, and you heard it right here. It's a breakthrough moment.
1: Right now. (laughs) No, um, that song is definitely going to see the light of day at some point. I actually have some really... Exciting things about that song that's gonna happen at some point, but not anytime soon, but at some point. And that that's is like awesome. all I can say about that one. But this one that's gonna be coming out, um, it's definitely saying kind of in the angry emotion. It's not particularly about a relationship. It's, well, I mean, it's about a relationship in a friendship sense. Um, yeah. And like it, um, it's a friendship that went really right until it went really wrong. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. it's I, I love hearing that you're using this writing outlet for your personal experiences. You've proven time and time again now that it's a form of art for you, and it's exciting to uh, to see what you are bringing out with it. And I'm hoping there's going to be more tours next year, obviously. And uh, I I guess, though, for then, I really appreciate you chatting. I I love the track, and all the variations of it are so fun, especially the angrier one. I'm a pop punk guy, so I just love guitars, and it's such a fun guitar-driven version. But then, like I said earlier, the Royal and the Serpent version, I was thrilled to hear that. I want to hear you jump on Overwhelmed now, because I saw the acoustic version you did on TikTok of it, and I was like, this is killer let's put her on this track now
1: I get overwhelmed so easily. my anxiety creeps inside of me makes it hard to breathe what comes over me it feels like I'm somebody
0: else. so <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of time for all that to happen but huge congrats on the Atlantic sign I know Aretha Franklin was is an idol of yours so what a full circle moment I'm sure that was but um, other than that, congrats on all the success. I can't wait to hear all the new stuff that's coming out. I'm going to catch your show next time you're out here in L.A. I can't wait. You're going to be tatted up and sleeved up by then. But I uh, hope oh, that thing fell again on you. And <laughs> but Gail, thank you uh, for chatting. Stay positive. Take care of yourself. And uh, thanks for chatting,
1: dude. Thank you. Thank you for caring. I appreciate it.